a Podcast One production. Your Morning Agenda with Natasha Belling. Good morning. Thank you for your company. Let's check what's making news this Monday, the 23rd of November. After four and a half months, the border between New South Wales and Victoria has reopened overnight. It was closed on the 8th of July as cases of COVID soared across Melbourne. New South Wales is now the only state or territory with no local restrictions imposed on its borders. While Queensland is still locking out Sydney ciders, a stance New South Wales Premier Gladys Berejiklian says still doesn't make sense. I don't understand the decision-making up there. Um, they're making up stuff as they go. They keep changing the rules. They keep espousing advice I've never heard of. Meantime, the Tourism Minister, Simon Birmingham, says our international borders are likely to stay shut until at least July. He's told Sky we should be looking towards the middle of 2021. I think the first half uh, may be challenging, but uh, but let's just see how we go in terms of how quickly uh, we can secure, distribute, get that take up in relation to vaccines. Some good news this morning for residents across Victoria with COVID restrictions easing. Wearing masks outdoors is no longer mandatory and more visitors are now allowed at private and public gatherings. Victorian Premier Daniel Andrews perhaps offering up the most Aussie explanation for the new rules. If you go to Bunnings and you're in the store, you wear your mask. If you're in the car park, you don't, necess- you don't have to wear your mask. But if you're queuing up for a sausage, you're part of a crowd, you need to put the mask on. And Australia's media giants have stepped up their campaign, calling for Google and Facebook to pay for news content just weeks before Parliament is set to debate competition laws. In the open letter, they say the code needs to be fair and reasonable. Now for a look at what else is making news across the country today. In WA, a popular tourist beach in Broome remains closed this morning after a fatal shark attack, while a local couple is being praised for bravely helping the victim. Our reporter Adam Hemmings has the latest details. The man was bitten around 8.45 local time yesterday morning, about 30 metres from the shoreline at Broome's Cable Beach. Inspector Jean Pears says the couple entered the water without hesitation to pull the victim, a local man aged in his 50s back to the beach. I commend them for their actions. Obviously that would have been pretty horrific for those people um, and very brave to enter the water and do what they did. Police shot at the shark which remained in the area for about half an hour after the attack. It's not known if it died and the Department of Fisheries has been patrolling the water. Local officials will decide later today on when to reopen the popular tourist spot. A five-year-old girl and 13-year-old boy have died after a car carrying six people flipped into a dam in Queensland's southeast. Two infants are also currently fighting for their lives in hospital. The vehicle rolled yesterday afternoon with passers-by rushing to help. Queensland Police Inspector Douglas MacDonald says their actions helped save lives. Absolutely tragic for uh, the family, um, certainly tragic for the passers-by too. It was fantastic work by them to, um, to get involved and to help rescue the occupants of that vehicle. A man in his 20s and a woman aged in her 30s are both recovering in hospital from leg injuries. In Sydney, a teenager has been shot in a terrifying daylight shooting on a suburban street. Police are now appealing for public help as the search for the gunman continues. 
Our reporter Siobhan Caulfield has more. Yeah, Tarshville Police here in Sydney are now searching for a gunman after a 17-year-old boy was shot in broad daylight in a street in South Granville. Emergency crews were called to Clyde Street at around 1.40 yesterday afternoon. On reports, shots were fired. They were told the teen had been taken to Auburn Hospital, suffering a gunshot wound to his shoulder. He has since been transferred to Westmead in a stable condition. Two crime scenes have been set up, one in Clyde Street where police found up to 15 bullet casings, while the second one is in the neighbouring suburb of Chester Hill where a burnt-out Audi was found, believed to have been the getaway car. Police are now asking anyone with any info to come forward. We're just trying at this stage to ask for people, witnesses that may have seen something to contact us because obviously that's going to be the way in which we were able to stop all this. That's Chief Inspector Adam Phillips there. Now, the shooting is believed to have links to organised crime, but it's not thought to be bikey-related. Now for the latest in business and finance news this Monday morning, we're joined by Peter Switzer from switzer.com.au. Good morning, Peter. Now, a super war is heating up today. Yes, Tash. Employees were expected to get a 0.5% increase in their super payments next year, taking the levy on our wages to 10%. But the Treasurer, Josh Frydenberg, and economists have argued that the economy needs consumers to spend, not save, via super to help the economy rebound out of the coronavirus recession. The Callaghan Retirement Income Review's conclusion is backed by the Reserve Bank and the think tank, the Grattan Institute, which both say we need wage rises, not super increases next year. Get ready for the industry super fund sector and labour to return fire in this super war. And Peter, talking about the COVID recession, a major pub and restaurant entrepreneur is set to refinance. Exactly. There's an old saying that if you owe the bank a million, you're in trouble. But if you owe the bank a billion, the bank's in trouble. Well, the Hems Merivale Group has over 70 venues inside 20 pubs and is said to be valued over a billion dollars. And because of COVID-19 and the government imposed restrictions to beat the virus, this very successful business needs a cool half a billion dollars, not just to keep the show on the road, but to bankroll further acquisitions at a time when pubs' values have fallen because of the coronavirus. Ibis World says pubs, bars and nightclub revenue is down 20% and will remain depressed for at least a year. And the Dow Jones was down more than 200 points on Friday. What's the tip for the markets today? Well, our stock market is expected to open up 34 points, uh, suggesting that we might not simply play follow the leader with the Wall Street's market's lead. And the reason is we're handling the coronavirus successfully and our economy is reopening. While the US, the seven-day average for COVID-19 infections spiked to 165,029, which is a 24% rise in a week, with Thanksgiving looming when many Americans travel for family celebrations more restrictions and lockdowns are anticipated. And investment bank JP Morgan says the first three months of next year will bring negative growth of 1% for the US, which shows how important beating the virus is to the economy and stock prices. It is indeed. Peter, thank you. (laughs) 
Now let's check sport with Tony Squires and Tony. We start with a sporting cliche. Is it a changing of the guard in men's tennis? And Natasha, I also hate to write off champions, but I'm going to. <laughs> Seems that way. <laughs> Dominic Team is taking on Daniil Medvedev in the ATP World Tour final this morning. Now the number three and four players in the world both beat Novak Djokovic and Rafael Nadal on the way through. So maybe the Rafa, Roger, Novak trinity is getting a little creaky. But if team gets the job done to follow his US Open, I think it's not so much a victory for Generation Next as a win for the one-handed backhand, a thing of rare beauty. But the big (laughs) tennis question now is when will the Australian Open be played with a shift back to February looking more COVID-friendly? And we love the backhand. And also, yeah. Tony, Alyssa Healy, what a player. Honestly, she's as good to watch as any batter in the world when she's on, and she was on yesterday. Yet even her brilliant century off just 48 balls at North Sydney Oval in the Sixers' WBBL win over the Melbourne Stars, it wasn't enough. The Sixers missed the finals on net run rate. Go figure. 15 fours, five sixes, the fourth fastest century in the competition's history. But Healy and her teammates will be watching from the wings as the Stars play the Perth Scorchers and Brisbane Heat take on the Sydney Thunder in the semifinals that begin tomorrow. And we were all holding our breath on the weekend with that pressure oh. with the penalty kick with Paul Reese hodge <laughs> He did it again. Happened in Wellington, then in Newcastle. Uh, look, there is so much love for Los Pumas. I was in Newcastle Saturday night. You could feel it as they backed up that historic first win over the All Blacks with the 15-all draw against the Wallabies. It's a passionate team. They, they're doing their country proud. But now we hear they don't mind pulling hair and putting the boot in Tash with Captain Pablo Matera getting a hold of Wallaby hooker Brendan Payanga Amosas. They're, they're, they're far too tempting, those locks. Uh, rugby forwards who don't mind the grubby stuff. Say it ain't so, Natasha. <laughs> Can't, we can't. Tony, (laughs) thanks so much. Pleasure. Checking the weather around the country this Monday morning, sunny and a top of 32 on the way today for Brisbane. Early rain with possible thunderstorms for Sydney and 29. The showers should ease today for Melbourne with a high of 20 degrees on the way. Storms likely and showers for Canberra, 24. Partly cloudy and 20 degrees for Hobart. Partly cloudy also on the way today for Adelaide, a high of 24. Very warm today for Perth, 35 degrees expected and sunny. And a shower or two on the way for Darwin with a very warm 35 degrees. And a wedding night with a difference for one new groom. The 26-year-old man has spent his first night as a married man behind bars after a brawl at his reception in Sydney South on Saturday night. The fight erupted in front of guests with police called to the venue. He's fronted court and was awarded bail to head home to his new wife. And that's all you need to know to start your day with your morning agenda in your podcast feed from 6.30am every weekday morning. Please rate and review and you can follow us on your socials at Your Morning Agenda on Instagram. I'm Natasha Belling. Thanks so much for your company. Have a great day and we'll see you tomorrow.